Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca, and on today's episode, it's a mega episode. I am covering all three nights of WXW 16 Karat Gold Tournament. Um, it took me a few days to watch this event. Uh, I really, overall, overall thoughts quickly right now, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, a lot of good wrestling, um, and I'm going to review everything on the show. Now, there's, I think, a total of 25 matches that took place over these three nights. Now, I'm not going to go into great detail on every single match because we'll be here forever. <laughs> but I'm going to try to keep this. I usually try to keep the show an hour, maybe a few minutes over. Hopefully, usually a few minutes less. But this might go close to the 90-minute mark. But hopefully not too long. I don't want to, you know, I know podcasts sometimes can go really long. And I never want to take it home podcast to be that. I wanted to kind of be a quick hit podcast. But there's so much to talk about lately. It's, you know, usually in hours where I try to keep it. Now, before I get into the show, let me plug our Patreon, Fight Game Media Plus. It's $5. We got a lot of great shows. I have a show on there with Garrett Gonzalez. We do a a Raw 1998 retro review we did um we started with 97 now we're in 98 we're leading up to wrestlemania 14 steve austin versus the heartbreak kids uh mike tyson the special enforcer referee basically the kickoff of the attitude era officially now i know it kind of kicked off about uh, a few months before that but you know once i think wrestlemania 14 happened and ended it really just kicked things into gear when it came to the attitude era so it's been a while since i've seen the show so it's been a lot of fun covering those with gary gonzalez we have the brace for impact podcast um part of their shows in the free feed they do the, sh- the review of the impact wrestling but then they on our patreons where they have all the news and host mike gilbert is uh he's he's in he's entrenched with impact wrestling and he always has some good scoops and uh him and jd leave have a really good show there's a MA show, a boxing show. So there's a lot of things for combat sports that I think you'll enjoy. Again, $5 a month. Check it out. Give it a try. Um, you can even listen to our special bonus show for Take It Home Podcast on there with me, Promise Thomas, um, as we review a few of the top young talents that are, are currently, currently coming up in professional wrestling. So check that out now. Not to waste any time because I'm a rambler and things can get away from me sometimes. But I want to dive right into these shows. WXW 16 Karat Gold. Um, this is my first time seeing one from uh, the beginning to the end. I did check out a little bit from uh, 2020, the last 16 Karat Gold, right before the pandemic. Um, they didn't do one in 2021. Checked out to kind of get a feel of 16 Karat Gold. And so I was really excited from watching a little bit of that to watching the uh, 2022 version and um overall thoughts right away like it felt like such a big show one thing i love about wxw is they do it right they have a beautiful the, the oberhausen building is just so beautiful the there's they have this great video wall uh, entranceway um it's a beautiful building it's lighted correctly the crowds darken but you still see them lights are over the ring it's it brings all your attention to the ring i love it and they just have a great production staff they are 
truly underrated heroes for this promotion. Um, Dave Bradshaw, my favorite play-by-play guy going today, was on commentary with Andy Jackson, who I still feel so bad when I was talking about my commentating team or my announce team. Um, I was kept calling Andy Alan Jackson. And the reason why I kept doing that is because I kept saying, don't call him Alan Jackson. Don't call him the country singer. You know, but I did. And I apologize. I love Andy Jackson. I don't think he's the best as a color commentary guy. I prefer Dave Bradshaw just to be alone. I know it's a lot of hard work for him to deal with this show live, all three shows. So it's good to give himself some breaks with someone, uh, with a color guy. But Andy Jackson, I think, is his, his best role is the the post-match interviewer or even a backstage interviewer. So um, a little bit of bummer on this show was the fact that there's no uh, there was no uh, subtitles when the non uh, the non English uh, you know when stuff was in German. I just I don't I don't speak German, so what I appreciate about WXW is that they have the subtitles, but this one they didn't have it. You know because it was this was a live event like they had it. If you were a subscriber to WXW now, you can watch this live. So that was a really cool option. They were really trying to bring this to everyone. And I thought that was a great deal. And, you know, for the U.S. fans here who were into WXW, want to, you know, want to continue to watch WXW, it's only $11 a month. Not a bad deal. They have their t- their whole library on their WXW now. It's through Vimo. There's a lot of great content. Like, I'm going to go back, and I really want to watch the the event, the 16-karat gold tournament that Walter won because, you know, I'm such a big fan of that guy. I love watching his work. So I'm going to go back and watch that one. And, um, and, uh, and there's still a couple other shows. Like this week, it was full of stuff. They had not only they had 16-karat gold, three nights at that. They had a, a, a inner, I think it's called an inner, oh God, was it inner circle? I can't, I believe that's what it was called. It's like almost like after, after, after school. Um, they had that that's on there. They had the Ambition Tournament, which is a UWFI rules shoot style tournament. The style, I just love that style. So I'm going to go back and watch that. So, I mean, I had so much to watch. It was so hard to fit it all in. But I just wanted to focus strictly on the 16 karat gold and review it. Now, like I said, I love the opening ceremony. Um, all the wrestlers come out. And it just 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 that just gives you that big show feel that this tournament is important. And they do the big photography, the big, big photograph. You know, you've seen this before with a lot of tournaments, but but with the production and the lighting and how they correctly staggered each entrant um, when they're being announced perfectly, it just felt so big. And I was ready. I'm like, okay, let's start this. Like, I was, like, jazzed up. And the first match I was a solid match. It was Robert Dreiska, Coach Dreiska, versus Fuminori Abe from Japan. Um, Abe is a 0-1 junior champion. He's also worked for All Japan, Big Japan. He's, he's, he's a fun junior heavyweight, um, a very unique style, very charismatic. I love his little whirly bird um, back kicks and um he's a, he's a lot of fun to watch and coach Dreiska, um the head trainer at wxw academy um it's a big guy thick guy 
And she's such a good worker. He's such a smart worker. And I always enjoy his matches because they always make sense. Um, and he's an amazing athlete. You know, being his size, he moves around quick, good. I love him when he just springs up to the second turnbuckle and does a turning cross body block. I think that's so awesome. And this match was uh, good. And he did this on little old Fuminori Abe. He did the, he springed up and did a, uh, the hosting cross body block on the Abed. I thought that was so great. This match had really good big man, little man psychology. Definitely one for young students to watch. If you're a young worker out there and you're on the smaller side and you want to learn how to work with a big man, or if you're a big man and you want to look how to work with young with the with smaller wrestlers, this is a good match to go check. It. I think a lot of fans. Oh, sorry, a lot of fans, a lot of young workers. They like don't want to go back too far. Like it's it's unfortunate, but I think you should study everything. And so, but for big man, little man psychology in the modern wrestling, it this is a perfect example of that. So I highly recommend that. Um, Avi went for her Karana out of the corner, and it it, it just didn't get it didn't come off right. Didn't look good, but um, overall this match was really good. I love the finish straight. Clean finish by Coach Robert Dreiska, the big Vader bomb, or the Dreiska bomb as they, as they call it in WXW, and good opener. Off to a great start. So, so I was pretty pumped after this match. Next match was the the giant from the north, Vincent Heisenberg. He's like six foot six, maybe six foot seven, big thick guy. Um, versus Car Noir, who I reviewed for um. The WXW show with Walter or my wife Katrina was a special guest because I really wanted to get her thoughts on both men. And and uh, she got a kick out of Car Noir, though she thought he was a little bit too over the top, she thought. But um, this match, I would say, was a little disappointment. Um, I thought it was too easy for Car Noir to take Heisenberg the Giant off his feet. I thought they should have built to it more. I thought they, sh- you know, he should have just start chipping away and kind of you know, just do the whole, like, the Giants about to go down, about to go down. It goes to one knee. I know it's it's such – it's been done a million times, but it just works. And Carl Noir is a good enough worker to really pull this off. And, I mean, I think when Heisenberg bumped, it was like he just pulled his leg out from under him, and he just bumped. And I'm like, well, that was anticlimactic. You know, the, it's all about getting the Giant off his feet and – Eventually, Cardinal did win with the uh, rear naked choke, uh, the blackout choke, as he calls it. Um, and and so, like I said, it's a little bit disappointing, disappointing match. I, I was expecting more of more of the big man, little man stuff here, and I, I just thought like they had a missed opportunity with really that moment of Heisenberg, the giant of the north, you know, finally going down and falling, you know, so. Next match was Egleblanc Egg, Egg Egg versus Peter Tahani. Um, easy for me to say, huh? And this match started off good, but I think it just broke down into like a typical indie match. And you know, I'm, and then when I take, when I say a typical indie match today, it's like you see like every show super kick, guy starts reeling back, then the other guy comes back with a super kick. Or a flying knee, or this, and a million of moves, you know, and it just kind of broke down to that. But these these guys, you know, worked each other many times, and that's just that was the role of this match 
go out there, action-packed, do a bunch of stuff. But these guys are talented, and I thought they could have told a better story with psychology. Like really built to those big, high-flying moments from Tihani and Egg LeBlanc. So I just thought, also, just like I felt like, okay, I, I, when they started going through their finish, their whole finishing sequence, I was like, I, I see this. I see this almost every time I watch wrestling today. It's all over the place. It's the same thing. It's it's so uncreative now, right? Um, it's kind of like go back to basics, right? Really build the flying. That's what I like when I don't like a lot of flying. It just oh, eventually it just it's okay, cool, you know, great. You know, you jump four times, but like if you really build up that one time, that could that could mean something. But here was just a lot of action and. And it, it just went a little bit too long, I thought. But um, Peter Dehane did win. So Next match was uh, Dennis Kastulnig versus Lufisto. Lufisto, a female wrestler. This is the first time a woman has competed in a 16-karat gold tournament. And this is going to be controversial. Um, I'm not a fan of intergender wrestling. Um, I think... Now... Don't turn off this podcast. Don't be upset. But listen, hear me out, please. Hear me out before all the pitchforks come out. And I try to get canceled for saying that. But in my opinion, I like women's wrestling. I think women's wrestling should be featured. If you're going to have, like, women should be equal to the men, but featured in their own division. Like, why can't the women's division be featured as strongly as the men. Now, granted, you need the talent in the women's division to do that, but give them their their division, but treat it treat it just as important. Like the women's title is just shouldn't be below, you know, anything. It should be on equal par for the women's division, right? It should be the championship. And so when I when I see Lufisto being booked in, in this tournament, I'm like, well, wouldn't it be best if she worked with Eva Kolaski, like Eva Kolaski, who's the, at this point in time, was the WXW Women's Champion. You know, Eva Kolaski's very green. Um, she has talent. She has great athletic ability. She a great gymnast. She can, but she's, she's in with working with a lot of times other green girls. So um, you have Lufisto here, who's this, I think they said 20-year veteran, and she would have been perfect to work with Eva Kolaski. And I think Eva Kolaski, if you're really serious about a women's division, and Eva Kolaski is going to be someone that you're going to be booking, and and she's green, you want to give her opportunities to work with people that's just going to make her better. And... Yes, she can work with other men and training and all that, but like, and also work intergender matches on other shows. But like, working with a, a fellow female competitor to teach her and guide her, it, it just, there's that connection there. And so, and again, like, I just, I just don't, I'm not a fan of, of intergender matches. And I just think, like, oh, like, like I said, I like, I like Lufus. So I thought she looked good. I thought she, hit hard she's very aggressive so the matches are fine it's just i just feel like if i'm booking her i want her i want her to better my women's division right and plus like now you're taking a spot from someone that um i think deserved to be in it like 
you know, like a Norman Harris who had a great 2021, who's been really doing some good stuff lately in the ring, like, and one of the top up and coming young stars. And it's just, it just, I, I just think, I know they're trying to make us young. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's something special, right? It's the, she's won tournaments in the past. I, I don't know those words. They said deathmatch tournaments. I mean, I never, I'm not a deathmatch guy either. So I didn't follow it. They're trying to make this story, but like, if she doesn't win it, does it really mean as much, you know, like just, she's just being in it. So I rather have her with her experience work with the young girls. Um, you could have had, you know, multiple matches with Eva Kolaski and Lou Fisto via tag team matches, six man, six women tag team matches, and eventually the championship match. And I know they had other, other ideas for the women's championship as I'll talk about here, but, um, I just, that's my thoughts on it. You know, nothing against Lufisto. You know, if you're into, I mean, I've seen good intergender matches. And these matches were were good. Um, And I've seen some great ones. I just watched a recent one on Action Wrestling out of Georgia. It was uh, Marsha Slamovich versus AC Mack. And that match was a hell of a match. Um, That Slamovich is, you know, she's she's a good worker. She's pretty talented. And that match was really good so so that's my thoughts on it but um you know this match here versus cash dash dual nick dual nick is a good opponent for lufisto dennis cash dual nick is uh you know he's a just a quirky goofy guy comedy he does a lot of comedy uh a perfect opponent for lufisto here and he did a really good job in this match i i'm a big fan of dennis cash dual nick as as you probably the listeners have heard me on um, on this show before, and I've reviewed whenever you WXW. I think sometimes he's too funny, so like he's always put in like funny position, like you know, always to be like the butt of the the butt of a joke kind of deal. But he's like really good, and he can go like, and he proved that on a WXW uh, We Love Wrestling episode. Um, I don't know exact date or the number of the episode, but. Look it up. It's first Axel Tischer, and it was for the WXW title, and it was the main event, and it was a hell of a match, right? There was some fun because Dual Nick is just it's just a ball of charisma, but there was some really good wrestling, and he told a really great story. So, but you know he you know Dual Nick was good to the play the foil here for Luke Fisto, and she, and she went over with the Tiger Driver. Next up was Marius Aulani versus Michael Knight. Now, Biff Busick was supposed to be in his tournament. He came down with COVID, so he couldn't make the, the tournament. So Marius Aulani was back, and he's in this tournament. And I was extremely happy because, as I mentioned before on this show, like Marius Aulani was the first guy that really like caught my attention, right? He's just, an, he's just a, a blue chipper. Um, has it all in the ring, promo, look, the way he carries himself. He is a star. And ever since the last title, he hasn't been on television or on their TV shows or on shows. And I was just like, man, I hope this guy comes back because he's so good. And, and he just, he's, he's important to this promotion, in my opinion. And 
he's a guy you could build around. And so I was happy to see him fill that spot open by Pifusa. I did not know who was going to be. I was didn't even think Marius Adelani, and I was super excited when they, when they said who it was. And his matches against Michael Knight. Michael Knight, the German highlight, they call him a longtime veteran of the German wrestling scene, of the European wrestling scene in general, um, has has had a hell of a 2021 um, himself and, tw- and into 2022. Um, re- again, a solid worker, veteran worker. And so these guys went out there and had a good match. So if this was my best match so far this is only match five to, like i said 25 matches within the over these three nights but of this tournament so far this was my favorite match maris outline you looked a little thicker you know uh, he, you know just a little you know he still looked great shape but not you know shit i'm just i'm, I'm not knocking him i'm just saying he's just looked a little thicker and he went over so i'm like great yes i can't wait the night two to see him but we'll talk about what happens in night two Next up was Maggot versus Ace Romero. Now, Maggot was one of those guys, when I was watching XWXW, I didn't get. Um, I didn't understand. I didn't, like, his matches didn't grab me. I don't know what it was. It just didn't, just for me, it just didn't work, right? But the last few months, I've really enjoyed his work. I'm starting to see the talent that he has. And he comes out, and he has the the makeup. He has his uh, uh, partner, uh, baby Allison, with him. He has this like thorn reef come out, and he has this great music that you just find yourself bobbing to, right? Just this like hillbilly kind of banjo music or whatever, and and he has this great dance. You're like, man, this guy, he does. He is nuts, right? You feel he is a nut. And I love his name, the son of nothing. That's so great. And he wrestled Ace Romero. Ace Romero's another guy I just never got. Um, when I first saw him a few years ago, five years ago, I believe, I'm like, wow, this big guy, he can move. This guy could be something. Because I like the big guys that can move. You know, growing up as a you know, growing up as a wrestling fan, I love Bam Bam Bigelow. I love Vader. Um, I love King Kong Bundy, One Man Gang, like just big guys that, you know, you don't see those guys anymore in wrestling as, as much. And it's mostly little guys, right? So it's like, I miss the big guys, right? It's, I miss the good working heavy set guys, the guys that can move. And so I was, you know, when I saw Ace Romero a long time ago, I was like, okay, this guy has him, but I've never seen improvement. And this match here was, just a lot of ace just looking at the crowd and getting a reaction it was a lot of shenanigans i guess it just it just wasn't that exciting i guess i don't know it felt like nothing was really happening and um baby allison interfered and distracted uh romero and maggot hit his cutter for the pin it just kind of like came out of i don't know kind of kind of came out of nowhere like that one cutter just did it but it was, it, I guess it was, I don't know. I didn't like it personally. So the last match, or so the second last match was Shigehiro Iri versus Senza Volto. Um, Senza Volto is a mask wrestler, um, babyface, but like he just goes to Shigehiro and just 
flips him off. I'm like, what the hell? Like, sense of Alto. What's your issue? What's your hero? Like, so that was strange, right? But they ended up suddenly having a good match, and uh, Iri won, which I, I figured. But I, I was like, it kind of took me a moment, me a moment back. It was like, you know, he's sense of Alto and Eglabanka make a great, a really good, solid babyface tag team, mass tag team, high flying. Um, you know, just good baby faces. And here he is, like, right out of the way of flipping off. <laughs> I don't know where this came from. I, maybe I missed something on maybe uh, one of the other shows I haven't watched yet, but it just kind of took me, really took me by surprise. So, uh, match number eight, the last match of the night for night one was Bobby Guns versus Jonathan Gresham. Bo- Jonathan Gresham, the Ring of Honor original world champion. And this was as good as you expected, you know, like, like, cause Gresham is a great technical wrestler. Bobby guns is a good catch wrestler. Um, I, when this match was announced, I'm like, Oh man, that's, that's, I felt that was going to be the finals. Right. But it was the, um, main event night one. And I just, you know, felt Gresham was winning and he did, but it was a really good match. And I, I was hoping that Bobby guns was going to win. He was my pick to win the tournament. Because I felt like this is his time now to kind of get back into the world title scene. He lost the world title belt um, in April to Marius Alalani. And he's been, you know, he had this in-ring program, feud, we want to call it, uh, with Michael Knight. And so I just thought, like, he needs to be back in the title mix. And... Him losing here was a shocker. I thought he was definitely winning this one. I thought this, like I said, I thought this was going to be the finals, but John and Gresham, they, they both look good. They both had great chemistry here, and this was the best match of night one for sure. Now, night two, I was pumped again. I enjoyed, enjoyed night one. Some matches didn't work for me, but there were some good matches. And I'm like, okay, what's next? It's just going to get better, right? Right. As you move on the tournament, the matches get longer. The matches get more uh, bigger stakes, obviously. Um, so, and I'm like, okay, I can't wait to see my guy, Mars Aulani, win this thing. Right now, now I because I, I like before I didn't know he was going to be in it, and my pick was Bobby Guns, but when he Replace Busek. I'm like, dude, he has to win, right? You know, the former champion and and just the guy they built around during the pandemic era. Um, and he was a great world champion. He has to be back there, right? He, he has to be back in the title hunt. He's in this tournament. He shouldn't. I mean, he shouldn't lose this tournament. And kind of find out they announced right away that Mario Salani hurt himself. In the match with Michael Knight, and he's out of this tournament. Now he may have hurt himself. He wasn't on night three, which, which gives it some maybe some credibility. But I'm thinking like, my hope is that he's not hurt because I don't want anyone hurt. Um, my hope is like a creative way to take him out of the tournament without having him lose because he was the last minute fill in, of course, for Biff Busick who had who uh, came in contact with someone with COVID-19, or he had COVID-19. And since he Marcelo wasn't the plan to win it at this point, though I would have kind of switched things around, um, 
it's best to have him bow out with an injury, not have him beat. And he can come back and say, hey, I I got hurt. The doctors won't let me compete. I wanted to compete. Um, and that's why if I was, even though if I wasn't 100%, I would still won that tournament. I would have been the guy to beat uh, the I would have been the finals. I would have won that thing, right? But so that's that's a, a, an angle they can use going forward. And I hope he's back. I really do. Um, like I said, blue chipper, a guy you want to build around him, Bobby Guns, um, uh, Coach Dreiska. I mean, actually, there's so many you can build around. There's such a great talent. There's like there's young talent, like Norman Harris. Um, there's uh, Golden Boy Santos, young kid coming up the ranks. Like, there's a lot of talent. Uh, so, so Mario Salani was scheduled to wrestle Shigehiro Iri, but who took his place was Hector Invictus, um, the tag team partner, the reluctant tag team partner of Dennis Cash Dulnig. And so, yes, disappointed that Marius Allen's not in it. But let me tell you, last couple months, just like Maggot, I've really been impressed with Hector Invictus. He's got himself in great shape. Um, he went from a guy that was like, eh, he's, he's good, but I, I have no interest, right? I, I, I mean, he's good on the card. I'm not saying I have no interest. I mean, I'm saying like, He's not the one guy I'm like, when I click on WXM, I'm really looking forward to seeing. But the way he changed his body and uh, really just changed his look. He grew this beard out. He looks more intimidating with that beard. He wears trunks. He just looks, and his work has gotten better. And him and uh, Shigehiro Iri had a really good match. Um, Iri did this wacky looking powerbomb. I don't know what the hell happened there. It just kind of got away from it but um uh Erie won with a, this big lariat and, Vic, and Hector Victus took this awesome bump um he did a great job here Hector Victus so you're gonna see more from him in WXW I am sure of it um he's still doing a thing with the reluctant tag team partner Kenneth Dash Dulnig I think uh, I love it sometimes I love it sometimes I hate it sometimes I it frustrates me sometimes I, but I think both could be better separate, though it is a could be an entertaining act. I don't know. Um, the jury's still out on that for me, but I do, I do like what Hector Victor has been has been doing these past few months. So really good forward to what's next for him coming out of this term. I think he stepped up big time here. He delivered a really good match. So um, yeah, expect him to be on the top of the cards. You know, moving moving forward after this whole thing with Danish Cash Duel that kind of ends eventually, and I think both men will be fine, like without each other, like because like I said, Cash Duel Nick is so charismatic. God, I love this guy. Uh, and Hector Victus, he's a good worker. So now, one of the best matches of the tournament came up next. It was John and Gresham versus Pierre Tihani. Pierre Tihani at a hungry. One of the up-and-coming bright stars of the European wrestling scene. And this is a match when it's over. You see big things at the young star, right? John Gresham won. But at the end of it, even though Gresham won, you're like, man, Peter Dehani really stepped up. This is the best match I've seen him have. 
Uh, their styles really gelled well together. Um, I thought this was possibly the best match of the tournament, if not the second best match of the tournament. It could be up to debate with the Bobby Guns match, or um, as I go, I could remind me of something that really stood out even more. But what I loved about this match is like at at the end. You looked at Pierre Tihani in a totally different light. Like he was on the losing end most of 2021. He started getting some wins at the end of the year, and then he, you know, got wins to get into this tournament. And though I didn't like this first match with Egg Egg Blanc, I loved this match. This was a career-making match for him, really. And I think he's truly lived up to that future stardom that he is going to. Uh, be here in Germany. So so that like I said, that was my favorite match of the show of the of the tournament. Definitely my favorite match of night two. And a very important match because like I said, going forward, Peter Tahani is definitely going to be featured as a top guy. Um in the future, near future. The next match, match number eleven, was Maggot versus Lufisto. Again in a gender match. Uh, Lufisto she won with the Tiger Driver in the first match. This match here, she hit the Tiger Driver, but it was just for a false finish. It got a big reaction because people thought it was over when Maggot got hit with that move. But then Lufisto ended up winning the match with like an angle slam or some some sort, some you know, burning hammer, whatever they call it. But in my opinion, like just have her go over with the Tiger Driver here. Like let that be her finish. Like if if she's gonna go on the second round, let her. Hit it if she can on the on the person she's working in the in the in the semifinal, but like establish it, not just one match, establish it match two. Um, got a uh, yeah, the false finish got a reaction, but let's establish the finisher. That's her finisher. Let's get it over. Um, she ends up winning, goes to the semifinals. So the next match was uh, Coach Dreiska versus Car Noir. Coach Dreiska, as I should have mentioned, has been has been starting to have an attitude change, and which to me is like, I'm like, man, he's such a great baby face. I love his team with Anil Merrick, a great, really good tag team, and just like Coach Dreiska is like this classic baby face, and so him going heel, you know, it's going to take some time to get used to for me, but um, you know, he's he could do it because he's such a good worker. Um, so here, like, you know, Cara Noir, he has that big pomps and circumstances entrance, you know, the, and he's about to make his way into the ring to do his big old, his big old finish of his entrance, but Dreiska's, like, staying right in the middle, not letting him get in, and I love that, like, right away, just, things are different, and Noir just took a, in this match, took a great backdrop, I love that, Dreiska throws a backdrop to will take a backdrop. The backdrop is one of those move those move, moves that are just so forgotten by guys. You know, you'll see a million V triggers, but let me tell you, a damn good backdrop's way better than these stupid damn V triggers that we all can see. The leg slap and 90 90% sign those moves look like sh- the the V triggers look like shit. Um Anil Merrick was at ringside. He hurt his arm. And for some reason, Dreiska just just 
told his second and I'm like, get out of here. Go. And it's kind of a weird a weird thing. Like it just I was like, what's going on here? Like, what's this all about? I didn't really get it. Uh it, it went for so long. I'm like, well, how long is this count going for? You know, it, it was way too long. And eventually, Dreiska, um ends up, uh, they end up back in ringside. And uh, no, no, actually, sorry. Cardinal War actually goes and grabs Merrick and brings him back to ringside to, to show that he's going to punish his mentor i i don't know it the finish was disappointing the match before the match leading into the finish was was going good but the finish was a little disappointing now night two this is the i was the end of the uh the tournament matches and now they're gonna have the this night two was about the championships now something that really did not work at all the rot and flot Invitational Gauntlet Tag Team Gaunt, Tag Team Gauntlet, excuse me, Rotten Flot, a fun heel tag team. Both guys really entertaining. Both guys charismatic. They remind me of the of the Fabish Rougeau brothers, which a team that I just loved. And they they're just that heel team, you know, right in the middle there. Um, they're annoying. You want to see them get their ass kicked, and. So they had this, they came out and did the uh, Game of Thrones, you know, shame, shame, shame. And their whole deal is like, they think everyone's against them. WXW is against them. The fans are against them. So they're having this invitational tournament for some apparent reason, right? I guess to prove their their superiority to uh, tag teams at WXW. So the first team that comes out is... Norman Harris and Sebastian Suave, Suave, which I never haven't seen before. Um, and just, just wasn't good. Like a lot of just comedy. It just wasn't working at all. It just, just wasn't working. And I felt bad to see Norman Harris here. I'm like, dude, Norman Harris should be doing more. He's had a great year. And, and he's such a talented guy. Like I thought, I thought for sure, like 16 characters should have been his, a spot for him. But next was Dennis Cash, Dulnig and Hector Invictus. And, they end up uh, beating Rotten Flot. So Rotten Flot <laughs> loses their Invitational Gauntlet. Um, and then uh, Dennis Cash, Dulnig, and Hector Vitus then beat Baby Allison and Victor Heisenberg by disqualification. Um, when Heisenberg gets disqualified for just choking and not releasing, I believe it was. And then uh, Egg LeBlanc and Sensa Volta, they came out. They beat Dennis Cash, Dulnig, and Hector Invictus. And then finally it came down to the last team versus Igle Blanc and Sensa Volto. It was Michael Knight and Bobby Guns. So their feud, all those matches against each other, and finally they end up having a mutual respect and now forming a tag team. So that was uh, the end result of their program. Like I said, this was took forever. I know you're just trying to get everyone on the show, right? You're trying to get everyone an extra payday. But sometimes you just got to say no. You know, you just got to like leave guys. It's hard to leave people off shows. I've been there um, when I was booking uh, for APW. I remember it was hard for me at 
early on when I was booking, but later on, I just, you know, I had a budget and I was sticking to it. And, um, you just couldn't add everyone, you know, just because they're nice, you know, a lot of people are nice, but like, you know, let's, let's keep it controlled. Right. And also you don't want to ruin the flow of your show. You want the show to go too long. And, and again, ultimately this just didn't work. And what I would have done here is Rotten Flot, like I said, they, they're always complaining about opportunities. They think everyone's against them. WXW is against them. I would have had just WXW say, okay, you're right. You know, you, okay, you have a valid point. You, you know, you can, you want to earn your opportunity for a tactile. We'll give you opportunity. Just shut you guys up. You guys complain. We're tired of it. So we're going to give you opportunity. You win your match at night two at 16 karat gold versus you know your opponents to be named at the show um we'll uh we'll put that match out there and they, they and they fought there like we could beat anyone we could do it no problem they accept it blindly they don't care who it is and then you have michael knight and bobby gunn show up and you know as the surprise team and they got a really great reaction because a lot of these fans are so loyal to wxw they followed the storyline so they knew the storyline once they saw um, Michael Knight and uh, and Bobby Guns come out. They knew the history. It really that worked. But I think you cut to the chase. Just do Michael Knight versus Rotten. Michael Knight and Bobby Guns versus Rotten Flot. It would have been a really good t- tag team match. And all the other nonsense, I kind of dragged it down. Just you know, would have kept and would have kept the show going. A good flow, a good break with a tag team match here. Next was the shotgun WXW shotgun championship. Um, it's vacated because awesome. Andy couldn't be at the show or couldn't make the show. It was injured or something. It, I don't think they really explained what was going on. It was uh, so shotgun championship. The champion defends against a person, he, an opponent he doesn't know about. So it's revealed in a lottery right, right, bef- right after the champion makes his entrance. That's that comes the, the his challenger. <laughs> Sorry. And um, this was Ninja Mac versus Ace Romero. And Ninja Mac, I've only seen on his gifts on on uh, social media, the, the Game Changer shows. I've seen him, you know, doing all his crazy gymnastic stuff. I've never seen a full match. This is my first time seeing a full match of Ninja Mac. And this match... Um, This match was, it was, <laughs> I don't know. It just, again, another one that didn't work for me. Ninja Mac, he, it's, it was more played for comedy. And I guess he's a comedy guy. I, I, that's why I got out of him. I saw he's a good at, like a gymnast, but te- you know, fundamentally sound. No, he's not. Definitely not. A lot of work <laughs> needs to be done there. Um, Ninja Mac gets, gets slammed on the rampway. But right on the rampway, Ace Romero just slams it down like bam, hard. And Ace goes to grab him. Ninja Mac just kicks him. There's a little up kick, and he's Ninja Mac's fine. He's like up on his feet, good to go. You know, after being slammed so hard on that on that rampway, so that meant, just meant nothing. They spent way too long on the outside, just forever. You know. Uh, Max Heat looks really bad. 
This was not a good match. Um, Ninja Mac won with a like a like a really awesome looking twisting six thirty. Oh, that looked awesome, but this match just wasn't good. Um, and a big disappointment. And I I know a lot of people like Ninja Mac. I I I think they get kind of like. It's pretty sad when guys are just getting booked off gifts. That's, that's what wrestling is nowadays, right? Not just talent. Not workers. But if you have a gift, you'll get booked for fucking flight out for promotions. I'm like, oh, my God. But, you know, when they can't get it done, bell to bell, it's, you know, you got to watch the whole match. You got to watch what they can do. And and I'm sorry, but Ninja Mac, he's, he's good in the four ways. He's good in those kind of deals or six-man tags. But... In a singles match, he's very, very, very exposed. Um, next up was WXW Tag Team Championship match. Arrows of Hungry, the champions, versus Fast Time Mudo and Steph, uh, Stephanie Mays. Former, they are former tag team champions. Um, quick heat on Mays. Mays hit this double DT, and, and it um, it just, I don't know. It just, it just... Again, with I just I don't know. I'm just, again not a fan of intergender wrestling. I think like you know Stephanie May should be in the women's division, right? Uh, she could have been one to working another one to get some experience by working Lefisto on these shows as like a match to kind of break things up um, between tournament matches and whatnot. Uh, it just this match just didn't to me also did not work. It had. Moments. Arrow Hungry is a really good tag team. Um, I think the psychology should have been more of like Maze, like instead like when she made the hot tag, instead of like hitting the big like I think that's what she did. She hit the double DT and then made the tag. Like it should have been more avoiding in them and ducking and dodging, trying to do anything she can to get the hot tag. And then she find us right. Um, fast time and and they won. They beat Arrows of Hungry. And I'm like, oh, man, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> because you just established Michael Knight and Bobby Guns as a tag team. And that's a really good tag team. And Earls of Hungry is a really good tag team. Those matches could be really good, right? For the title. I could see Michael Knight. And Bobby Guns beating Fast Time Mudo and Stephanie Mays on their way to Arrows of Hungry for a title shot, but not the other way around. Um, Stephanie Mays, I like, I love her presentation. I love how she comes out, shadow boxes. You know, it's a it's a cool entrance. She get she gets you pumped up, right? But she's still very green. Um, I guess tag team wrestling, attack in a tag team will help her. You know, working with men will help her um, hide her weaknesses. And you know, Icarus and Dover did a, you know did the best as they could with her. But I still think, I still think, man, Arrows Hungry, I would not have taken it off them here, especially the future potential tag team matches of them versus Michael Knight and Bobby Guns could be really good matches main event level matches um so i hope it's arizona kind of gets it back sooner and later because you know they're 
in 2021 during the pandemic, they were one of the highlights. And I love their look. I love their work. I love how they both complement each other really well. You have Dover, the this burly powerhouse. You have Icarus. He's the he's a technical catch wrestler, um, striker of the team. So you have like you know Icarus is the guy that's gonna break you down, and Dover's gonna come in and just you finish you off, right? So. I, I just was shocked when they when they lost the titles here, um, but it makes for the Stephanie. If you're following the Stephanie May story, uh, former tag team champion, when they were she won the tag team titles with Fast and Mudo, I believe she had to vacate the titles because she got her injured. She came back, so this is like kind of puts a bow on her comeback story. But man, what about that women's title for her? Right? Um, you have a women's division, you need women to fill it. And I would like to see, I would like to see her uh, in that, and you know, get some veteran women to work with her and Eva Klaski to really just really you know beef up that division. Next up was speaking of the women's division, it was a WXW women's title match. It was Eva Klaski versus Ava Everett. Um, Eva Klaski, like I said, she's very green. I can see why WXW is higher on her. She's a very good athlete, um, great gymnast, but you really need to keep it simple with her. Feature her strength, her athleticism. Um, keep the matches shorter. Just I've she had a match on We Love Wrestling. I'm trying to remember who the, her opponent was, but it was like a four minute match, and it was perfect because. She didn't have to sell for long, which is a very weak point of her her work. And she got to do her, you know, her athletic spots, right? Uh, Ava Everett, she has a lot of charisma, does a great heel, a little showy, really, like, you know, a little, little um over the top, but you know, she's she's like, you know, she's a good heel. Um, and the match was a really bad looking code red. Uh, just timing was off there. Everett did this flying cutter off the top rope and it looked like she hurt herself more than she hurt Eva Kalaski because she came down like down on almost on her upper shoulders and head. It was scary. Um uh you know that is a top you know top row school boys no fun, you know. Um we used to call it an eliminator and uh ABW training, right? You work your way up to those, and then a lot of people just, you know, it was a tough bump to learn, you know. And once you do it, you know, you get confidence in it. And she, she's like, took this big old schoolboy on the top, and it looked, it looked. I was like, oh shit, she, who, what happened there, right? Uh, Eva Kolaski hit a moonsault, um, but Everett kicked out. I'm not a fan of people kicking out of people's finishers. I think Eva Klasky should, you know, if she's going for the moonsault, move or knees up, protect the finisher at all costs, in my opinion, because it just makes for an exciting match. And then a match where she can finally really use that as a false finisher and really important match. And I guess you could say, well, this is in karat gold, but she hasn't been champion for long, you know? So like, let's, let's stretch this out a little bit. Um, Klaski goes for a second one, but you know, then Everett gets the knees up, but like, 
just do it the first time around. <laughs> you know, like like there's no need to do it twice. A little 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 over over the top there. Uh, but Everett wins and and she's a new champion. So the match started off going good and it's kind of kind of fell off a little bit. Um maybe a little bit too long. I said you keep it things short with Eva Klosky. Um you can uh I think it's where you really protect her. Um we'll talk about more about her. She's gonna show up at night three during a women's match, but um, you know, I I I can see her potential and she just needs to work on it. Work on her uh work on her selling, uh, work on that comeback. Um, but she gets all that together. But she, you know, when whoever's working with her or aging her match, producing her match, really keep it to where it's a shorter time frame for the match from bell to bell. Keep it to where you're just gonna highlight her, her strengths. So I, I like her. I'm I'm I I just hope I just I'm rooting for her to just to improve, right? She's a a good look. I mean, she's I can see why they like her. Like I said, not, she's a good looking girl, uh, perfect on the posters, right? And she has a lot of potential. So there's there's a great she's a great blank canvas that can really take once she fills in fills in the rest beyond her athletic ability. I think I think she can be good. Um, next up, the final match was a four-way match for the WXW uh, Heavyweight Championship. It was Axel Tischer versus Tristan Archer versus uh, Jern Simmons versus Levaniel. Um, they really played this up big, right? Big entrances for everyone. Really felt like a, a big main event match. Again, WXW, top-of-line production, top-of-line presentation. And this this was a you know what you expect from a four way a lot of action everyone in the ring is first pinfall you know was whoever got the first pin or submission was the winner and Tristan Archer went over and I'm super excited about that because Tristan Archer like I said had a hell of a 2021 it was a a big MVP during the pandemic era him and Marius Alani had a great two match series. Um, he was a class. Tristan Archer was the classic baby face. They keep turning this, these classic baby faces heels in WXW, and and Tristan Archer started him down his road as a heel now. And so, uh, but I'm I'm glad they gave I gave the belt to him because he's a main event guy, and he he's a great baby face, and he's been great as a heel since his since his turn. So. I'm looking forward to what's next with him and where that goes. It's interesting they have a heel new champion, and we'll talk about a, a, another big heel. So it's like really heel heavy. It seems like in WXW at this point. And then who knows what what you do in Marius Alani when he if he when he comes back. And I hope he's back. Um, will he be babyface? I don't know. He has he gets great heat just walking out. You know, people hate this smug bastard, right? Like they want that's he's, he's like I say, he's such a He's such a talent. He just comes out and he just oozes confidence. And I'm talking about him too much, but you know, it. He's a he's a superstar, really is. Night three. This is it. This is the big one. This is where the finals gonna happen. Who's who's gonna win the 16 karat gold tournament? Um, the first semifinal match was Coach Dreiska versus Lufisto. Again, Coach Dreiska. I see why he's a WXW head trainer. This guy can work. 
This guy has psychology down. Told a great story with Lufisto. Um, really made sense of it all. And he, you know, beats her clean and decisively. Um, you know, he gave Lufisto a good mount. And, you know, Lufisto showed heart and fight against the bigger opponent. But at the end of the day, like, Dreis could just bam, hit that Dreiska bomb. I mean, good stuff. I'm like, yes. I, you know, Dreiska and Animal America are such a great babyface tag team. I'm like, man, they're so good. I want to see them keep working tag teams. But Dreiska, man, he's, he's he's been doing great stuff as well. And he, his heel turn is going to be very interesting. And like I said, you have Tristan, uh, Tristan Archer as the heel WXW champion, and now you you're on this night. You crowned a another top heel in Coach Dreiska. The second um, semifinal match was Shigehiro Iri versus Jonathan Gresham. This was a good match as well. Um, I I think this is of the four matches Gresham had on this show. This was the the weakest one, but not by not, not by a long you know. I'm not, when I say the weakest, I'm not saying it's bad or anything. I just, you know, I thought I thought the one with Bobby Guns was better. I thought the Peter Tahani one was uh, was even better than that. And um, you know, the finals was really good with Coach Dreiska. So this was a the finish was unique. It was a Gresham one with a standing figure four. Um, it didn't seem like the crowd was ready for that finish, so it's kind of like kind of came out of nowhere but people appreciated it and you know Gresham's fun to watch all his little technical stuff is I love when he starts getting a flurry going he has his own little sequence he does with the springboard into the into the into the ring off the middle rope it just he's uh I love that stuff he's a lot of fun to watch next up was a a non-tournament match it was Ava Everett versus baby Allison um Everett throws water into baby Allison's eyes, but baby Allison just ends up like still beating her up. So it's like, I don't know why they even did that. It was going to lead to Everett kind of getting the advantage. Um, this was a good match and uh, baby Allison won. Uh, I thought baby Allison looked really good here. And this is probably the best I've seen her uh, work on in WXW. I seen like, you know, some six mixed tags and stuff, but this, I thought she looked good. I thought she really, I actually thought she really, really made the match. And, you know, afterwards, Baby Allison, you know, held up the title, but then Eva Kalaski comes out and she, she's like doing a tug of war with the title, and, and I don't understand why. Like, you know, she lost cleanly, so why are you? I mean, you know, you lost cleanly the night before, so it just was strange. And David Bradshaw on commentary has mentioned that I believe they filmed a WXW episode, uh, We Love Wrestling episode, that's going to air, you know, soon, and they said. And he mentioned that Eva Klasky showed an attitude change on that. So she's probably, I guess she's going heel. And now I've seen Eva Klasky in uh, Hungry Championship Wrestling. I watched a little bit of their, of their stuff. And where she's a heel there, and she's a more natural heel. And I think as a heel, she can hide her weaknesses there. Uh, shortcuts with cheating and, you know, uh, her heat's better than her or selling right so i think you know but you have ava everett you have 
Baby Allison. You have uh, now you have, if you have Eva Klasky going heel, like you got a lot of heels on the baby face on the on the on the women's division. So who's your uh, baby face? You know, on that side, maybe it's Baby Allison. The fans really like her, and she kind of worked as a baby face in this match. Of course, of course, because Ava Everett, who is a heel, so. Yeah, this was this was a little this was a surprise to me. It was it ended up being a, a good little match. Next match was Card Noir, not again, not non-tournament match versus Danish Cast Dueling. And this was just fun. This was like a good blend of comedy, good wrestling. Um Car Noir, he's like, he's a great gimmick, right? And if this was the fifties or the sixties, like Car Noir and Kenish Dad doing they could take this match on the road and just go different territories and you know Dennis Cash doing they could show up on the territory for a few weeks and you know get some heat on them and then here comes uh you know Cardinal Warren this 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 former ballet dancer and the whole spectacle of him and people want to see what this this unique ballet dancer is going to do and and then you have a guy that they've been Kenneth Cash Dula who's been you know people have been hating on and want to see him get his ass kicked and he comes in and he comes they work a match on a, on a special show and a special match and and carnoir wins so it's kind of like what i felt like you know it's like a, so this was fun i like this one this is the, definitely a highlight of the of the last night next up was a four-way matchup wxw versus uh for the wxw shotgun title ninja mac the new champion from who just won it last the last show versus the rotation versus ender Kara versus maggot um, this was you know a four way you know a lot of action a lot of moving parts but all these guys can work the high tempo style Endercara really um really a, a fun up and coming talent um, the rotation is like the perfect underdog like he has this a goofy look skinny guy can fly all around he's like the like the one two the modern day one two three kid like so um and Ninja Mac, you know, he's doing his his flippy stuff. He just ends up going to the top of the second deck and doing this dive out onto all three other men. It was it was freaking nuts. And but at the ultimate at the end, Maggot wins the shotgun title, and I like that. You know, I it's I was glad it wasn't long. Ninja Mac wasn't long to be champion. It was back on uh, Maggot, so. Or back to you know, I think Maggot's going to be a a great champion. I think he he's really coming, doing a great job lately. And I, like I said, I'm I'm getting him now. I'm into him now. I love his whole act. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what goes with that title. Who's going to be the one to throw him? Next up was Alexander Wolf versus Fumi Abe. This was another fun match. Um, heavyweight versus junior heavyweight match. Didn't overstay its welcome. Perfect length of time. Good story. Uh, you know, Fuminari Abi is a is a you know he's a little guy, right? He's he's a junior heavyweight, and you know Axel Tischer is the former heavyweight champion, so they told a really credible story in the ring that made sense, and I appreciate this match. It was a, it was a good solid wrestling match, and definitely one of my favorites of night three. The second to last match, right before the finals of the 16 character tournament, was a six man Lucha Libre rules match between Ace Romero, Egg, 
Egg LeBlanc, Sensa Volto versus Pierre Tihani and Arrows of Hungary. And once I saw who this matches, who was all in this match, I said, okay, this is where we're going to get the Ace Romero dive out. He's a bunch of guys that catch him. <laughs> so, and that's what we got. You know, they did it. This was all comedies to get the crowd kind of down a bit to kind of get ready for the seriousness of the 16 karat tournament final. But you know, a lot of a dance off, all that. As you, if you guys all know me by now, not my thing. Not big into the comedy stuff. It's sometimes it works. I mean, the best moment of the match was in Dover. They tried to get him to dance and all he and he wouldn't do it, but all of a sudden his foot started tapping. I thought that was great. Um I think the dance off was cool back in ninety seven, I think, like when ECW when the blue mini did it. And it kind of got old then and I haven't seen it in a while, but still I was like, Yeah I don't know. It wasn't me. Not my stuff. Not my style. But it was there to kind of cool the fans down and get them ready for the finals. And that leads us to the finals. 16 care gold finale. Jonathan Gresham versus Coach Dreiska. This was a really good match. Again, great psychology. Big man, little man stuff. The technician versus the power of Coach Dreiska. <coughs> Both high IQs in wrestling. So as one would strategize to take advantage, the other would counter it. Um, they did a a good bear hug spot. You know, I, I haven't seen a bear hug spot in a long time, and they did a great job with this one. And people think, oh man, bear hugs, bear hug, what a boring hold, what a boring. Like a lot of people, like, I I've noticed like in modern matches now, like you, especially on the indie level, especially even in, like in AEW, I was watching a match. And if it's not involved Brian Danielson, you don't see this. But guys, like, there's, like, it was, who was it? It was, yeah, it was Hangman Page versus Dante Martin on the recent episode. And there was no holds, no working to the next big thing. It was just like, you hit a move, you walk around, you go into the next spot. And instead of, like, working holds and building a, a base, and then going to the bigger stuff. It just, it's like those little things, like a side headlock could be made important if you work it right. It could be entertaining if you work it right. Like a lot of people go, oh God, I, I hate when people's like, Randy Orton's so boring with his side headlocks. No, he's not boring with the side headlock because he's grinding it. It looks like he's squishing the guy's head. It looks like he's trying to go for a submission with it. Uh, He's just a great worker. And these guys are just as good when it comes to that. Like, Dreiska and Gresham with that bear hook spot was great. They worked it. It was a struggle. It wasn't, they weren't just sitting there holding each other, you know. I mean, they were, but, <laughs> you know, they were making, they were working through it. And and it, it was movement, even though they're in a, 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 a a, a position where they're not they're working their way out of it it's not there's always movement it's interesting keep moving and eventually you know Gresham gets out of it 
it was really good. So I appreciate that. Thank you guys for doing that, a bear hug spot like that. I really did appreciate it. Um, eventually, uh, Gresham won, which I, I ultimately I I thought he was gonna win. I wanted Bobby Guns, but I figured like you know the the ROH champion's not gonna lose. So and I know Gresham's deals like there he's holding the original belt and Bandino, who was the last champion, are gonna eventually wrestle on. Uh, that honor, the honor card that's going to happen. That I guess Tony Khan's booking now. Uh, he owns that. He owns Ring of Honor, but I guess he's booking that now. So, so Gresham's not going to lose until that match, or he might even win that match. But so, I thought I was hoping that Coach Dreisker's would win because I felt like you know ultimately wins Gresham coming back. If he does come back. Um, you know, hopefully he comes back to put over Trishan Archer, right? I believe that I believe this here gold cha- winner should face the champion. So hopefully that's the case, and he's gonna and he's gonna do the do the honors for uh, uh, Trishan Archer. So, but um, Triska again looked really great here after the match. Um, Kreshman did a really good speech about WXW, what it meant to him when it was when it was tournament, all that good stuff. And then as he made his way up the rampway, as he's taking one last bow, out from the back comes Coach Triska, clocks him from behind, nails him, and then brings him back into the ring and continues to punish him and beat on him. And then uh, the commissioner, Caspian, comes out to stop him. Caspian ends up beating him up. I mean, sorry, <laughs> Dreiska ends up beating him up, slamming him, and, and Caspian, of course, they said he had a really bad back that took him out of wrestling, so Dreiska locks on the camel clutch. And, you know, this is all, even though he doesn't win, they, the idea is, like, get the heat on Dreiska at the end, and that's what you remember, right? Ultimately, what you remember going forward for their storylines for shows coming up. Um, So, but I have an issue with this. It's the execution of this. Before the finish of Dreiska and Gresham, they had wrestlers from the WXW locker room come and surround the ring and start pounding on the ring and getting that atmosphere going, right? And after the speech, I guess they all left. <laughs> and when Gresham was attacked, I guess they decided not to come back. Like, you know, like you would think, like, oh shit. Somehow we gotta go back out there, you know. But no, no, no one came out to help him. Help poor Gresham. They're all, you know. So that kind of made it like took you out of the realism of the moment, right? Um, it should be more chaotic. Bell ringing, security trying to come in, wrestlers try to come in, um, uh, and then when uh, Caspian comes out, he's by himself. Like he, he would think he'd bring security with him other wrestlers with him no he comes out and he's attacked and it took a while for security to finally jump in to get him um to save him so it, it it just ultimately just the realism wasn't there so i i mean he got heat it got heat but it really could have got even better heat if they really would have really brought the realism in the chaos in and but so 
it was i know i know they're going for i thought it missed a little bit um with detail and the detail was missing on the end and it could have been a lot better or or, you know all drys could have done is just hit stretch from behind soaking the jeers the crowd caspian comes in what are you doing? You could have picked up Cassian, bisect him on the rampway, then locked on the count clutch on the rampway there. Then the wrestlers came and pulled him off. <coughs> it could have been quicker. So, like, you know, it didn't look, you know, because the poor wrestlers that never came out and saved him looked like a bunch of assholes. Not come out and saving poor Gresham. He did that big old speech. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of how. That's one thing that really stood out for me at that closing angle with uh, with Triska. But Triska, like I said, really shooting him up as a top heel in the company. You have Tristan Archer, who's a heel champion. So who are the baby faces? Bobby Guns, uh, Michael Michael Knight. Where does Mario Salani fit? Hopefully he comes back soon. Like Opus, he's back for good now. And whatever was had him out of the ring for a while is all taken care of and cleared up. So we'll see what happens there. But ultimately, though, I really did enjoy 16 Carat all three nights. Um, you know, no show is perfect. and um, But overall, it always felt like a big event. It always felt like a special night, all three nights. So, um, again, great production by WXW. Really give me those feels of a big show. They always do. They always do top-notch stuff. So that's why they're one of my favorite promotions to watch today. And I was, like I said, I was really looking forward to covering this tournament and and checking it out because I always heard about the 16 Carat. Like I said, I know a few people have worked it, and they've always told me good big things about not only the tournament but the company. And I'm looking forward to going back on WXW now and watch some of the old stuff because I'm catching up a lot of the, a lot of the history of WXW. And uh, you know it's a good service to go. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it around. I'm definitely gonna continue to watch this uh, this service because there's tons of content on there, tons of content that they have in history. Like, I mean, how many matches with Walter? How many matches with Elia uh, Thatcher? There's such great stars have worked, have come through WXW, been here. So, looking forward to going back and watching those matches. And I. Yeah, minute an hour 15 not bad not bad at all did a pretty good job went over a little bit but not too bad I, I know this is a little bit of a mega size review of the take it home podcast of the 16 karat tournament from wxw i hope you enjoyed it um i sorry i didn't go in great detail but if i did like i said well, this would have been a four-hour show um i just want to get over my overall overall thoughts of everything um and i hope you enjoyed it and I hope you uh, continue to support WXW. Check out their streaming service, WXW Now. For US, it's like $11 a month. Not too bad for all the content you get. And they put a lot of live content on. They put a lot of shows on there. Like, they have tours coming up. Um, you know, and it all makes it onto their service, which is great. So, and they have good wrestling with good workers, talented roster. Um so continue to please support this this promotion and continue to support the fight game media please subscribe to our patreon again five dollars a month support us you know every, you know that, that helps us out a lot um so 
Go on Apple Podcasts. Go on Spotify. Leave us reviews. Um, uh, you know, you get you, those five star reviews are great because it, it helps us move up the line when it comes to first choice for people um, checking out uh, wrestling podcasts. And we want to be up there. We want, and I think we have a lot of great shows and a lot of great um, stuff to offer the wrestling fans and boxing fans and MMA fans. So again. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for a long, a little longer than usual usual show, but I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope everyone stays safe, and have a good night. See you next week.